Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 15 of License to Car Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Gekiso Sentai Car Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, man. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear yeah. it. It's a yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful week here in Cleveland. It actually has been, although we were in Maryland for the weekend, and it was warmer in Maryland, and it's been kind of cold and rainy here, which isn't as cool, but, you know, whatever. Yeah? Well, you know, it's, Dave, the the April showers, you know what they bring? Those Mayflowers, Dave. I don't have a joke about this, it's just a common Yeah, no, sorry, I was trying to, I was really, I felt like that could have been an alley-oop. Into something good, and there was nothing there. Just they, they do bring no, man, tulip, those flowers, though. Tulips are coming up. Haven't quite bloomed yet, but I, I can see them budding. It's very exciting. You know, lilac trees about to about to sprout. The, the leaves Gosh, are on the trees. Tree. You know, this is... These are just earnest feelings about botany. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, Beth and I were talking about this. Or were you and I talking about this? I don't have enough adult conversations and they sometimes blend into each other uh, about how like we're just all getting to the age where gardening gardens and gardening like I get it now like I, I I get it way more than I did as a teenager as a teenager mom made us do kind of the grunt labor for her garden and I was like eh, like this is fine I like I, I, it's my mom and I love her I didn't mind doing it but even when the garden was done, I did not, I think, like really appreciate it. I was like, yeah, this is this is fine, whatever. As an adult, I I, I fully get it. Yeah, like, and I, I just I'm I bummed know. out that I don't have the time and energy I don't to know really do it up. Why I like it more now as an adult. I genuinely like because ultimately, like it's the same thing as it was when I was a teen, a callow youth. Like there's nothing in me, it's like, ah, yes, now I love to work the soil with my fingers. Like, no, I still hate all that stuff. I just like how it looks now. I was, yeah, I think I have a greater appreciation for for the garden as a finished product than I than I did at the time. None of this is a star. We should actually, we do have things that we decided we were going to talk about aside from <laughs> aside from this garden. Although I will say, as long as we're not talking about the stars yet. I just want it to be known how dedicated I am to this podcast that Beth is very kindly doing bedtime with the twins so that I don't have to do it. Uh And I'm recording this podcast instead of sharpening up my my plane iron, which I still have not really had a chance to do. I'm super excited about getting it done, but I'm here for you. Uh, And to to illustrate my dedication, uh, if we weren't going to be recording the podcast tonight, I was going to finally see Captain Marvel to prepare myself for Avengers coming out tomorrow. Uh, but now I have to kick all that down the road a few days. So, listeners, we got you. We're here for you, eventually. Yeah, we do. Maybe a few days late, but we are here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, uh, let's let's not tarry any further. As you mentioned earlier, every week, before we get into watching this episode of Super Sentai, uh, we go through the five stars. Now, of course, this week's episode... 
is episode 15 of Car Ranger. It's called Evil with a Learner's, Learner's Permit in Love. It was written by someone who has not written an episode of Car Ranger yet, but someone who has written episodes of Jetman, Zhu Ranger, Dire Ranger, and Kaku Ranger. Oh, uh, okay. It is uh, Naruhisa Arakawa. I'm probably saying that wrong, as I do with all of the Japanese names. And as always, I apologize. The original air date was June 7th, 1996. And I would love to talk to you about it, Dave. But, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? So, I was at Trader Joe's. I was at Trader Joe's, Matt. Okay. And they... A popular grocery store in America. Yeah, 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 yeah. I... Dig it. It's cool. Like I like Trader Joe's. That's all fine. And they had they had a stand with bananas on it, uh, nineteen cents a piece, which is insane to me. But that's ultimately neither here nor there. So they have this. It's a wire basket, and they're all round and they're sort of stacked up on top, surrounding a central pole. I don't know why that's important. I just need you to get the full image of what I saw. Okay. And on top. It's, there's a sign that says bananas, which obviously. obviously, 19 cents, which, okay, that's fine. And then underneath, in quotes, it says, try them in a fruit salad. Really? And I just... Now, this... What? Lunatic. I just... I was going to say, I, this, this, this offends if me on I at least two a, levels. If I needed, first of all, who in their right mind thinks that any human being in America, it's like, all right, if you're from, I don't know, Soviet Russia, maybe they don't have bananas in Soviet Russia, you don't know what, to, and it's a new thing, and you're trying to generate a market, you're trying to generate like heat around bananas. Right. So you, here you go. In America, who, in, who need, who... First of all, not only who needs, because the answer is nobody. Who thinks that another human being in America, first of all, needs a suggestion as to what to do with bananas? Everybody knows what a banana... Right, okay. Now, you say that, Everybody Dave. knows. You say that, but the the other thing that upsets me about do this... Do not try and defend this sign, man. No, no, no. The other thing that upsets me about this is that bananas are terrible in fruit salads. If you were going to give somebody a recommendation as to what to do with a banana, chopping it up and putting it in a fruit salad is, like, the last thing you should do. And it's also... Okay, it's a... So there's the third thing. Who needs advice? Second of all, that's bad advice because it's not good in a fruit salad. Third of all, that it's like the most... Everybody knows that one. Like, if you're going to give me advice, come up with something I've never heard of. Be like, I mean, I have heard of this, but like something that maybe not... Put it on a popsicle stick and put it in the freezer. Make smoothies out of it. Like, everybody knows these things. But they're like less slap you in the face obvious than put it in a, a fruit salad. I just, I can't get over this dumb sign. Which again is a perfect way to ruin both a banana and a fruit salad. I, okay, now listen, depending on, I actually, fruit salad is one of those rare things that is less than the sum of its parts. I've never Almost eaten always. Fruit salad. Yeah, all, virtually always. I would much rather just have a dish of the separate things, and then I'll just kind of take what I want. 
Right. It, yeah. Like, who, who looks at a banana and says, you know what's going to make this better? What if I chop it up and put it next to pieces of honeydew for half an hour and just wait for the banana to get gunky? <laughs> That's what I need. This banana needs 8% more gunk on the outside. No one, Dave. No one says that. Or no one ought to. No, um, that's I can't talk about this stupid sign anymore, Matt. What, just what's the second star? Dude, the second star, it, it's okay. We, I've I was doing a lot of driving, as were you, over the last couple of days. So there yeah. were a couple of things that I was uh, taking some brief commute updates on my phone and the voice memos app, and then I went to listen to them today, and I realized that something went wrong with my voice memos app, and so they sound like a in like a weird robot man who didn't quite learn how to talk is saying them. So I'm just going to have to try to remember them and give them to you in one or two bullet points. Dave, I saw a billboard sign that was advertising a sandwich flavored with Sir Racha. Now, like Sir Dash. No, like, here's the thing. If like there had a been knight, a, if there had like been a, he's gone on a noble quest. Right. And sat vigil. That's in the, a chapel. That is the thing is th- This was not done on purpose. There was not a picture of, like, the night of spiciness. It was just a blatant and bizarre misspelling of the word. S-I-R space R-A-C-H-A. Sir Racha. And it was just... Also, wait, pause, 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 pause. If someone made fan art of Sir Racha, I would love that forever. Oh, yes, of course. Sir Racha, the spicy night is amazing. Sriracha, the misspelling is hilarious enough that I just needed to bring it to you. Dave, also, I saw on the flatbed of a truck driving up from Maryland two old, dilapidated, like, chopped and rebuilt uh, Volkswagen minibuses that looked like the mystery machine... And all of the Scooby like they gang. they both did, and then... The, the, it looked like, Dave, it looked seriously as though the Scooby gang and their mystery machine had survived far into a far-off, like, Mad Max post-apocalyptic future. And this were, like, these were their rides. Okay, actually, Matt, that's an amazing thing. I'm going to cut you off real quickly and jump into our third star. Please do. Because it matches up so well with that. If you have another thing, we can loop back. On my way back from Maryland, I, dude, we just need to go on more road trips. Stars are the easiest week after a road trip because you just see the craziest stuff. All three of my, well, the, my remaining things are all road trip stuff. We were driving back and we went out of our way because we wanted to get to a Starbucks and we thought it would be a drive through and then it wasn't. It was like in a grocery store. Which makes me furious because, like, the primary virtue of Starbucks is that there's a drive-through, and I just—I I mean, I feel Dave, like... as, as someone who used to work at a Starbucks with a drive-through, um, that is a monstrous thing to say. Okay, well, listen, I just there—the reason that I I look for Starbucks in my Google search as opposed to coffee shop near here is I want a drive-through, like I don't want to. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I understand. I just used to have literal nightmares about the drive-thru at Starbucks. And so having it told to me that that is like a good thing is just emotionally unsettling. 
Oh, well, sorry, bud. Uh, it's the best part about Starbucks. So anyways, I feel like there should be a way for me to say, like, I want a Starbucks, but only one with a drive-thru. Right, you only want to go to one where the workers are 10% more miserable. Yeah, yeah, it makes the coffee taste better, all right? So... <laughs> Uh, so we're, I'm kind of out of the, the reason I'm saying all this is because it takes me off the highway, right? Like I'm off the highway and I'm like doing, I'm, I'm looping back onto a state route. It's down in Maryland and I drive past a house and the house is like set back a ways behind a crick. This is all leading up to the actual thing, which is that over the crick, somebody has built, I am I can't emphasize this strongly enough that aside from the lack of human and or super mutant skulls, Somebody has constructed a just a straight up like Fallout Raider bridge, oh, like okay. over this crick. I there's no other way to say it. Please, like if you uh, give me more, because I feel like I have a picture of this in my head, but I need you to confirm that for me. Okay, have you seen a bridge that a Raider built in Fallout? Well, yes, Dave, but maybe not all of our listeners have. Okay, I mean, I don't know a better way. It's like it's like hastily constructed, and there's like it's just built out of like bits and pieces that are hammered together, and there's some sort of like vague spiky things on it, and there's just like sticks out from like every angle. It's just a post-apocalyptic bridge. If you told me that somebody built this bridge specifically so that the Maryland area Fallout cosplay community would have like a, a place to do photo <laughs> shoots. I would find that a completely acceptable explanation for this bridge. I don't, I just, I can't imagine why in the world anybody else would have a bridge like this. Cause like, it's not a sturdy, this is not a uh, structurally sound bridge. So this, it is- could have been an art piece. I don't know. And also, this crick was like this crick was like five feet wide and could not have been deeper than a foot. The bridge was fully twenty five feet long, like this bridge was dramatically larger than it needed to be. And you might say, well, like, well, maybe the water rises. If the water rose any more, this bridge would have been washed away. Like this thing was not, you know, nobody was like sinking piles for this bridge. This is not a functional bridge. This yeah, is a style I, bridge. This- <laughs> This is a style bridge, and the style says, I would like to wear your skin. Uh, what, <laughs> what, Matt, is our fourth star of the week? Dave, speaking of uh, encountering things that surprise you while on a road trip, uh, Dave, while we were both driving back, we were both obviously, like, we were both leaving from the same place and going to the same city. Uh, right, yeah. But we did not leave at exactly the same time, and I had to we take a not. detour to get gas, and I got sort of turned I around. I stopped to get Starbucks and see this Raider Bridge. Um, and so I, what I was not expecting was that when I got off at a road, st- uh, a, a road stop, uh, not a road, that's not the right word for it, a rest stop. There we go. A rest stop. I mean, it is a stop on the road. You could, yeah. new parlance. You all knew what he meant. So when I got off on this road stop, Dave, I was surprised when I... Uh, heading out my way out the door to run into you and your beautiful family, which is always a joy, but a big surprise in this moment. Now, as I said, I always love seeing you and the family, but in Mm -hmm. this particular instance, I wish that I had seen you going in and not coming out. Because when I was going out, Dave, you know how sometimes if you're on a road trip, road trip is not the sort of experience 
that you, uh, especially a solo road trip when you're driving alone in the car for a couple hours, like, that is a questionable decisions-making period in your life. Like, you just sort of put good decisions on the back burner for a while. And so when... I mean, like, to a degree. To a degree. Like, you were grabbing beers. Right. No, but what I was grabbing, like, I I had just gotten back from grabbing some snacks, and they are not the sort of snacks that I was particularly proud of having just bought. <laughs> um, it was. Listen, they were. It was. They were tasty looking. Snacks. Sure, but I mean, it was definitely a monster energy drink and a medium sized bag of combos, and like medium large. This was not was, a well, single okay, serving. Listen, Matt, it became there, a single serving. Was there a larger bag of combos you could have purchased? Yes, there was. Well, I think you can feel good about that at least. You know, in comparison, sure. You know, it has never occurred to me that I have never seen, like, a a big bag of combos. Like, a full-on, like, you know, like, the family size, like, Doritos. I've never seen a bag of combos that big. Well, I mean, you wouldn't, right? Because a combo, each individual combo is denser and more food like, oh, okay, I guess that's a good point. You know, like, yeah, they're they're a dense little snack nugget. Sure. Gosh, I love combos. Hey, man, it's the snack that eats like a meal. Why is there not a combo with like a like a Slim Jim in the middle? Like, why wouldn't th- wouldn't that be good? Like a pretzel wrapped around a Slim Jim or a Slim Jim adjacent food item? I feel like that does exist, but it's not a. Like that's the, it's not a combo. That's not the sort of thing you get like dry in a bag. That's the sort of thing you get off like those greasy hot roller trays. Right, but no, I want the dry. Oh, okay, can I be honest? I think this probably does exist, and I think it's like a dog treat. <laughs> but the concept of it is good, right? I, like something sure. crunchy, crunchy on the outside, meaty in the middle. That's what I want. Me and my old pal Canis Canis. Like we're good. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's all. I just I just wanted to publicly acknowledge my shame that I was seen having just purchased a Monster Energy drink. And Dave, I gotta be honest, that's not the first one of those I bought that day. Oh, buddy, it was uh, it was number two, the the second and final. Uh, it's you know, it's cool. It's the rehab one that has uh, that's basically an Arnold Palmer that is also two cups of coffee. So it's like an Arnold, okay, it's an Arnold Palmer, except that alcohol has been, no, 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 that's not an Arnold Palmer. What is no, it? Dave, it's are like you thinking of that old, uh, yeah, grip it and rip it? No, no, the Arnold Palmer is just the uh, lemonade yeah, iced tea. tea. tea and lemonade. It's um, like that, but if you have more than one of them, it's bad for your heart. <laughs> anyway, Dave, what is our fifth and final star of the week? Our- Final star of the week, Matt. It's another thing I saw slightly after the Raider Bridge. I think they really... We could have done these together because there's a great synergy between them. Is I drive by this building and the sign on the building just says... uh, I think there's a name. I can't be sure of that. Let's just say it was Bill. Bill's Welding Service and Cold Beer. Well, gosh. Now, those aren't things you expect to see together. Well, okay, I was just, here's what tickled me about this. I, because there are towns in America that just have like weird arcane liquor laws, right? Uh Uh-huh. You know, like you can't sell, like in Pennsylvania, while we were in college, you could not purchase beer at a grocery store or a gas station. Correct. 
you could only purchase beer from a beer distributor. The beer distributor could not sell anything but beer, and they could only sell it in cases. Now, you like you could not just buy a six pack of beer. The only place that you could buy a six pack of beer is if you went to a bar and got a six pack to go. Yes, but then like you were paying bar prices, which was I remember a buddy of ours, uh, Matt Walt. He was from Jersey, and he had like a shirt, and his shirt was about like like a drive-through bar. Or like a, like a, not a drive through bar, but like a drive through like you can buy beer here and you don't have to get out of your car. And he had a T-shirt for this. And I was like, what's up with the T-shirt? And he said, oh, man, it's this place in, I think it's like, uh, it's a very famous beach. It's in South Carolina. I'm blanking on the name Myrtle? of it all of a sudden. Myrtle Beach. Thank you. He's like, it's in Myrtle Beach. You can get beers. You don't even have to get out of your car. And I was like, y- yeah, and? And he's like, you can get beers. You don't have to get out of your car. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's just a drive-through lick. You don't have those where you... Because we have those in Ohio. Yeah. It's just like, they just exist. And he was like, you just have those? And I was like, yeah, you bought a t-shirt for one? <laughs> so, like, I get it. There are weird laws right. about this stuff. But I don't and think that I, there is a law in Maryland that says, if you sell beer, you must also have a welding service. So, the only thing I can think of, and I think, first of all, I would be just as delighted if there were no arcane law that caused the existence of this thing. Just like Bill knows how to weld. And he's like, mm, welding business isn't picking up. I'm sitting around here all the time. I'll just get a beer license, and like if you want beer, but Bill happens to be out welding, like you just have to wait. Okay, now that's one option, of course. But the other option is that he opened a beer store, and like it just there wasn't enough to differentiate him from the other beer stores. So he was sitting around all day with no customers. Decides to you know use all of that spare time to pick up a, an extra set of skills, learns how to weld, and now all of a sudden. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, that's a match made in yeah. heaven. So anyways, good luck to, I think it was Bill, maybe, probably not. And his, uh, his bold business venture, <laughs> welding service and cold beer. Right. Those, hey Bill, those aren't two things you should do at the same time. <laughs> uh, but Dave, speaking of things that you should do at the same time, like watch a fun show and talk about it. We're going to do that. We're going to watch episode 15 of Car Ranger. We're going to come back and talk about it, and we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Dave, I like Car Ranger now. I know I, I liked it before. but I did like it before. I definitely like it a whole, whole lot more now. And I gotta say, between last episode and this episode... My, my loyalties are becoming pretty divided, Matt. I ain't gonna lie. Dude, Tim, Tim Bozo has a lot to recommend it. Okay, so we open up on a cake, and there's a plank on the cake, and that cake says, Sweet Cake, Sweet Love, and Sweet Sugar Baby. Which is, the, the oeuvre of the cake is very, like, precious moments, but the phrase, Sweet Cake, Sweet Love, and Sweet Sugar Baby, is about the 70s thing I think I've maybe ever seen. Uh, and I love it forever. So there, there's some music playing in the background, and after a moment, I realized, and you would realize as well, my dear listener, that the song that is playing is Here Comes the Bride. Yeah. And what we see is that Grotch is in uh, a sort of mangled priest's vestments mm-hmm. that have been altered, sort of, to fit his horrific form. Yes. 
And he is performing a marriage ceremony for Zunnet and someone that we can't see. Yeah, the, the camera, like, he's just sort of just out of camera focus. Zanette is thrilled. She, you can see the hearts in her eyes. Not, not literally, but I am only mentioning that it's not literal. Yeah, no, because, you should specify because that's not impossible right. that we would have just seen that. And then the, the, the camera pans up to see the groom, and it is the Red Racer. Now, Dave, I want to be very clear: it is not Kyosuke. No, be- it is not Kyosuke. Zanette it is has, the Red Racer. Zanette has never seen Kyosuke's face. She has fallen in love with the visage of the Red Racer. So yeah, it's well, this a, is a very you know this is a Superman Clark Kent uh, situation that he's gotten himself into. Well, here. the thing though is that you can see Superman's face. Well, I mean, okay, yes, but not really because as Clark Kent, he wears no. You can see Superman's face. You can't really see Clark Kent's face because he's using super hypnosis focused through his. Kryptonian glass. That's true. Glasses. Yeah, and of course. Uh, of course, according to that one episode or that one issue of Superman from like the 60s or something. I Oh, briefly? Hey, guys, if you somehow missed this, it seems impossible that you would. DC just released in like, I think one fell swoop, the announcement that they have digitized 21,000 back issues and, and are making them part of their DC... Not unlimited DC Universe, yeah, DC Universe service, and and Marvel Unlimited is more than that comics wise, uh, but only very slightly. Marvel Unlimited is twenty five. I know every time I load the app up, they're like, "We're celebrating twenty five thousand comics." DC has twenty one thousand comics now. Now, on the whole, I would probably rather be reading the Marvel ones, but not. You know, entirely. Right, but the DC one also has, like, five TV shows. Yeah! And it's Doom Patrol, and there's a Swamp Thing show. So, making a strong case, DC Universe. Yeah. Anyways. So, it's Red Ranger. And she's sort of like, we. she's like, oh my gosh, Red Ranger. My dear Red Racer. Uh, and then she sort of shakes herself away. By the way, and- a Red Racer in this scene... He is wearing the helmet, but he is otherwise wearing, like, a full white tuxedo. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Matt. I had forgotten to... I neglected to mention that. So, um... So, she wakes up, and she's in the BB saloon, and she's like, Nine times! Nine times I've had this dream! This is weird. Something is going on. Maybe... Maybe I just love the red... Ra- or, well, she doesn't say love, but she's like... Maybe I... Like, maybe this means you know, something. And also... Maybe this means something. When she wakes up, she wakes up in the BB Saloon, surrounded by just, like, drunk idiot monsters who are, like... Yeah. Like, yelling and throwing things. And there's this moment where I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Right. Like, the best dude on on Team Bozoak is President Gynamo. And he is also kind of, like, a horrifying monster. So... This giant roach, I love, by the way, the continuity of this giant roach, because it just appeared. It was like they tested the emo yokan on it, like, 12 episodes ago or something, and this roach has just been chilling out in the bar right. this whole time. Because he showed up another time, too, and I don't remember why. It was like the next week they did something to him. Yeah, but, like, just in scenes at the BB Saloon, like, we yeah. have been seeing him around. So he's sort of like, he goes over and he's trying to get her attention. Oh, he is also the janitor at the BB Saloon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she kind of pushes him out of the way and looks out the window to Earth. 
And she's like, oh, Red Racer. And then we flash down and we see Kyosuke and he's got this drink. And he has like a, there's like a great disturbance in the forest, basically. He's like, oh, so, oh, what what was that? Something happened. I think it's supposed to be that sort of thing where like you get chills if someone walks over your grave or yeah, I was like actually is about talking to say, about you when you're not thing. there. So we're actually not on Earth for long. Like we just go, we go right back to Barbarian and the BB Saloon where this roach is like, has just finished cleaning the floors and then a bunch of people walk in and he's like, someone just walked on the floor you cleaned. That's passes for comedy sort of. Uh, So Zelmoda is getting the crowd pumped up. Like everybody's in the BB Saloon. He's like, guys, we've lost before. It sucked. But, Inventor Grotch has got a new thing. This is going to be amazing. We're going to use this invention. We're going to destroy the Car Rangers. We're going to blow up Earth. It's going to be great. He gets so so hype about the machine. And then he turns around and he's like, hey, man, what is this thing? What does it do? I think this, I think, is a beautiful testament to the friendship between Zelzmoda and Grotch. He just has faith in him. He's like, Grotch said I've got a great new invention. Zelzmoda's like, awesome. I'll hype it. Let's go. He didn't didn't even bother to ask what it was. He's just excited. So what it what it is is a Stefan Urkel machine, basically. Like it's a big box with a door on it and a bunch of science on the outside, and you go in and it like changes you in some way. Dude, holy crap! Does anybody do a podcast about the absolute balls out insanity? That Family Matters... Family Matters? Family Matters. That Family Matters became in its later seasons. I mean, they must, right? Somebody has to. You keep talking about this. I'll be back with you in 30 seconds, Okay, so Zelmoda has this moment where he's like, okay, I'm going to be the one to get into this thing. What is this thing, by the way? Grudge says, oh, it's like a super dance power energizer. (laughs) You go in and it makes your legs incredibly strong so you can get filled with dance power and so Moto's like cool I'm on it I'm going in he tries to turn the handle to open the door but the handle just comes off in his hand and in this moment he loses faith in this device immediately so he's like okay who's gonna go in this thing and eventually uh, he volunteers the cockroach he's like you over there it's your time to shine baby you get inside the dance box and we're gonna zap you full of zap Zap energy juice for dancing? Man, I yeah, we're going to do something. So just real quickly, if you search for Family Matters Podcast, there are Family Matters Podcasts, but they're all like about families and, and the matters that families concern themselves with and not a, a comedy podcast about the sitcom, the 90s sitcom Family Matters. Well, Dave, I feel like what you want is you don't want to search for Family Matters. You just want to search for Urkel. If you search for oh, Urkel, yeah, there's like, that is that is the good SEO here. Okay, Urkel podcast. Okay, Matt, sorry. Uh, I just, I did, I checked Steve Urkel, or Urkel podcast. It's still nothing. There's like... There's a Warner Archive podcast because somebody at Warner told them that they needed a podcast and they're like, oh, just talk about the stuff we're putting out. And then nothing, nothing, nobody's doing this. Nobody's chronicling this madness of this television show um, and Urkelos. A project for another day. Uh, Dave, uh, real quick, do, do you recall the last episode of Family Matters? 
I don't. Dave, I don't want to read you the full explanation of the last episode, but here's the first sentence in the uh, plot synopsis of the final episode of Family Matters. NASA struggles to recover its astronauts and save Urkel's life. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Matt, we got to do this. Two we'll episodes, do it as a special. The last two episodes, they definitely go to space. Okay, Matt, we'll we'll do it as a special. Maybe in the summer okay. when we've got a little bit more time. Okay. Uh <laughs> where where are we on the actual show that we heard? Oh, in that show? Oh, that's right. There's so a cockroach puts, in a dance machine. <laughs> there's a cockroach in a dance machine. It's the same. They're the same show, kind of. Uh, okay, so it works. It works. It's amazing. Xana just wanders off. She's, com- she's completely uninterested yeah. in anything that's Actually, happening. Actually, it, it works kind of too much because they can't figure out how to turn it off once they've turned it on. So they don't yeah. just charge him with dance power. Dave, they supercharge him. Yeah, and so the machine breaks, and out he jumps, and it's the exact same giant roach costume, except now he's got, like, a boombox strapped to his chest and some musical note stickers on his head, and (laughs) Kaido immediately is just like, dude, you look awesome, your new name is Gigi Goki-chan, like, this this rules, this is the best. Right, you are an official member of the book, like, it doesn't say it, but what he is... What it feels like he is saying is like, you're awesome now. You're an official Bozoke. Here's your Bozoke name. Let's do this. This is radical. Okay, this is amazing because also this establishes, I think, pretty firmly the canon that the reason all these people have the names they have is that like you just hang out with the Bozoke long enough until you do something rad that President Kind of was like, that was awesome. You're Gigi Gokichan now. This rules. Like, let's roll. Time to get reckless. Um, so he's like, dude, go to earth, just start wrecking stuff. It's going to be amazing. You go kill the Rangers. Let us know when you're done. Right. And he says like, Zelmoda, you go with him. You get him set up with some Imoyokan or Imo. Yeah. Imoyokan. So you can grow and then just take care of it. All of a sudden, Zanette's up there. He's like, and she says, Hey, no, no, no. Don't, don't send Zelmoda. You send me. I've got this. Like, like, I'm pretty sure. Like I, I think I should go. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm this supposed one. to go. I can feel it. There is something drawing me to Earth, and I know that I have to be there for this. Yeah, and so Gynamo's like, uh, what? Okay, mean okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, go for it. So she rolls down, um, and she stops over by you know that one place where the villains always buy the emo yokan. Yeah, emocho. And the uh, the guy behind the counter, he must be having a great day because an actual human-looking person is buying Imoyokan from him, and he does not have to be terrified by like a big praying mantis or whatever is happening that week. Yeah. So he. <laughs> um, I love this so much. So she's like, "Yeah, I need some Imoyokan." And she just sort of starts, like, dreaming about Red Racer. She's like, oh, he's, like, his eyes and his, like, cool jawline and his, like, great eyebrows. Right, like, she is imagining specific parts of his face. Right, but, she's, but like, what we are the seeing... sequence is the helmet, and I don't know if she knows that that's not his face. 
Because if I you had con- not considered that possibility, Matt, but I think you might be right. Like, she is surrounded by crazy monsters all the time. Maybe she just thinks that, like, that's him. Right, and she is uh, into it. So she she's dreaming, and then there's sort of, like, an animation is out in front of her, and it comes out of her heart, and then it coalesces into a little stuffed pillow that is a stuffed pillow heart made out of like pink satin, and then there's some words on it, and I'm going to assume that the word means like love. No, Dave, or the, the, the word says heartthrob. Oh, okay, heartthrob, perfect. Uh, and she looks down at it, and she's like, "What is this?" And the guy selling her the emoyokan is like, "Oh, that means you're in love, obviously. Here, take a free emoyokan on the house. Have a good one." <laughs> He's like, as she walks away, he says. She reminds me of my wife when we were young. Yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Sometimes lasers come out of your heart and they form into a pillow. That's how you know you're in love. Get out there, you crazy kids. Anyway, she does not really know what this means. I think because she has never considered the concept of love. Um, And the the way she goes... To do some research. She goes to a bookstore. And instead of like finding a book that says like 10 secrets of love. But I don't know if that would be any more useful frankly. She just goes and picks up some manga. Like she just like walks in there and picks up an issue of Sailor Moon. And is like okay this has got hearts all over it. I'm going to figure it out. So she's reading. So she's read the books. And I guess she just assumes that it is some sort of. Instruction manual, basically. Oh, uh, we see Ichitaru. Ichitaru is there. And he sees Zanat. And is sort of, like, excited and confused. Like, he's not really sure what to do about her. Um, yeah, because she's got a good look, right? And he, Yeah. Well, like, I, I, she is... We've, we've mentioned this before, but if you don't watch the show, it is good to remember that, like, Zanat is too sexy. Yes, it's it's a good yes but i think that what they were doing at the store that day i was because i was trying to look at what things his mom was like shopping for i think that she was shopping for like books of clothing patterns because when uh the kid sees zanette he says like oh that's the outfit that i want like i want to dress like that that's radical yeah, I wasn't sure because, like, it does look cool, I guess, on Zanet. It would look very weird on Ichitaru. I don't know, man. I mean, you, you don't know until you try, I guess. I, okay. I <laughs> Go mean, for I it, guess, kiddo. I guess not. Uh, so anyways, so what she reads in this manga is, that, like, if you have heartthrob for somebody, she sees, sorry, she sees basically an identical, a drawing of an identical pillow that she has created in the manga. She's like, oh, sick. Like, that's the thing that I did. That's This must be the same thing. Great. So she continues to read. And the next line says, like, when you have a heartthrob, I guess, you need to attack him with a love letter. And so that says, great. Attacking. I know how to do that. This is perfect. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure that in the manga this was meant to be, like, you know, figurative language. But Zanet does not care about figurative language. She's like, nope, it is time to attack him with a love letter. I've got a plan for this. So she walks out of the bookstore, gets in her car, like her pink convertible that we saw a couple of episodes ago, 
Uh, Gigi Gokichan is sitting in the passenger seat. They like drive around the corner. She drops him off. It's like, okay, you you chill here. You dance this city to death. I got some love stuff to go take care of. Okay. Uh, so so she dips. Uh, Gigi Gokichan hits the boombox on his chest and drops some sick surfer jams. Like this is surf rock. It's great. And he dances. And he dances so powerfully that it creates earthquakes. And I really like this idea. It is very good. He is briefly stopped from his dancing by... Dave, I've forgotten the mom's name. Do you have it written down? I can't remember each. I don't remember. I, it's Ichitaro and his mom. Yeah, so Ichitaro's mom has like a thing of bug spray in her purse. She's like, I have prepared for this. Just like runs over, sprays him with the bug spray. He stops, but... He points back behind Ichitaru and his mother to a sign that says no littering. Because while she had been reaching for her bug spray, she like dropped her purse and some stuff spilled out. And she is so overcome by the guilt with breaking this no littering rule that she stops bug spraying him. And then he is able to resume his dancing. Yes. Uh, and then she's like, oh, it's too much. And then they run away. So... We, <laughs> sorry, we go from there and we're at Pegasus Motors and there's the earthquake. The earthquake has reached Pegasus Motors and uh, the Rangers are like, oh, it's an earthquake. And Dapu's like, it's Bozoak. And they're like, let's go find him. So they leave. Um, Rangers get to it. Gigi Gokishan is dancing around and Zanette is just up in the sky, like in her flying car, just kind of on the lookout for Red Racer. Yeah. She's like, this is how this this is how this works, right? There's a monster. He's doing stuff. The Rangers show up. Eventually, Red Racer will show up, and then I will declare my love for him, which which works. Yeah, without question. Yeah, like, they, like the Rangers run out. They're like fighting for traffic. It's us, and we're gonna kill you, Gokichan. And then Zanet just leaps to Earth, and she says, Gokichan, you handle the other four Rangers, but leave Red Racer to me." Yeah. So, Go- Gigi Gokuchan runs over, and he's, you know, he's dancing them all to death. And <laughs> Zanet... Well, no, not, not to death. That's a key. Uh, let's make that clear. Okay. Everyone, everyone is alive. He is, he is dancing them to the point of distraction, I guess. Uh, and Zanet looks over at Red Racer, and she's like, yes, this is my moment. It is time to attack him with the love letter. So, she does, like, this flying jump attack. She says it is her love attack. Um, but instead of it, that jump attack terminating in like a jump kick or a tackle or something, she just, or a, or like a giant green whirlwind energy tornado. I guess that would have been another option. Well, I just, it was the love attack from last episode. Last Oh, that's true. That is true. Uh, no, she just like lands in his arms. It's like, Hey, how you doing? I got this letter for you. Yeah. She says a love bud in the universe will bloom with this love. Right? Red racer. Because she has assumed that he is already on board. Yeah. So he is... So she gives him the love letter. And then... Is... He's like, what is... What? Right. How how, how has it come to this? How is... What is going on? And and as he is trying to figure out what is happening... Gigi Gokuchan gets thrown and sort of tumbles into the both of them. And they all go reeling over. Yeah, so they kind of, Gigi Gokichan and Kosuke sort of like tumble into this ditch. The other rangers aren't aren't there yet. Uh, 
And Kyosuke becomes unhensioned, but he still has the letter, and he climbs like up out of this ditch, and Zanet is like, hey, who are you? You ordinary you citizen. My, yeah, why do you have that letter? That letter is for Red Racer. Like, give it back immediately. But then the other rangers show up, and they're like, they surround Kyosuke, and Zanet's like, whatever, like, I'll just write the letter again. Like, I'm out. And so she dips. So, the next thing that we see, we we are back at Pegasus Motors. They have opened the letter and are reading it. Yeah, so, first of all, uh, Kyosuke is a jerk because he's sharing this letter with everybody. Not a cool move, Kyosuke. But Dapu is reading it out loud, and it says, My dear and dearest Red Racer, which is, if I can say, to say dear and dearest, that is an, like, that's a great turn of phrase. Yeah. It's it's a, Just it's a as very like an nice English, letter. It's like an English guy to say my dear and dearest. Uh, that's like that's good. Uh, anyways, my dear and dearest Red Racer, you've been in my heart day and night. That's a little more uh, pedestrian. And it continues from there. Minoru is like, well, um, I mean, so, side note, bro. She is smoking hot. Right. Like this is a good situation for you. And Kyosuke's like, yeah, uh, she's also a Bozok, and this is probably a trap. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's actually Naoki who is like, yeah, this is one hundred, oh, this is one hundred percent a trap. You are just like, they are just trying to get him separated from the rest of us. And then Kyosuke's like, yeah, that's that's probably yeah. True. Also, like, she is a monster from space. And, it, th- and then, <laughs> at this point, oh my gosh, this is so great. Yuko rolls over. She's like, hey, um. You cannot disregard a letter of this passion. Right. Like, just because like, you she is a bozo, like, right. you need to take this seriously. Like, this is a real and, uh, letter. And then Natsuki is like, yeah, what if she's trying to be good now? Like, you can't ignore that. I love this. The girls are both on Team Zanette. Yeah. Uh, for for this. And Kyosuke's like, he just doesn't even say anything. He has no He has no idea where to proceed from here. Uh, we go back to Zanet, and she's back to consulting the manga. And the manga's advice next is, if you want some time alone with someone, you write a magic spell as large as possible, and that will bend the universe to, to your desire to spend some alone time with your, your special husband. And I feel like the, the idea behind this is, it's like, you know, if you write your name... If you write both of your names, like, in a heart on a tree, or, like, on your, like, school notebook cover, like, it's that sort of thing is what they are suggesting, I think. Like, I don't believe that this manga is actually suggesting that this is a real magic spell. I think this is, like, a, you know, you fold up the paper, and then you, like, you know, what's the thing where you fold up the paper into, like, the little... Like claw that it has like your fortune inside yeah, like of it. The for- there's a fortune teller, or like the a fortune telling paper claw. A, a, yeah, <laughs> there's a name. There's for another it. name for it, but yeah, like a good. I don't remember. Anyways, so, but again, Zanette takes it per, like 100 literally. She's like, "Oh, magic! Write it as large as possible. Got it. That's my next move." Okay, sick. I've got a giant. I've got a giant monster I could use. It'll get super super big. So we do see. Uh, we go from there, and Kyosuke's in his. Like, roadster. It's his boss's car. It's his boss's car. And he's got this letter. And he's like, okay, well, like, this is definitely probably a trap. But, but what if it isn't? 
like, what do I do? And then he gets the alert that, that there is that there is monsters. What I what I do like about this scene is as he is sitting in this car, the car is parked and the hazards are on. And as he is thinking of like, what should he do? What should his decision be? Which direction should he go? The camera like zooms in on the indicator lights on the dash because you know, like when the hazards are on, both the left and right arrows are flashing on your in, on your dashboard. So it's like, yeah. yeah, you could go either way. Both arrows are blinking. Which way are you going to do uh, it? You know Ghost what? Guy? I missed that. I must have been must have been writing something down. I know, just I thought it was a I thought it was a weirdly like nice touch in a show like this. Not that they are not good at doing stuff like that. But it always delights me when I see it. Okay, so we go from there just to a building, and uh, Gigi Gokichan has already eaten the Emo Yokan. He's giant. He has also acquired a giant can of paint and a giant paintbrush. And Zanat has said, like, there's a building. Go do, go do the thing. Go paint it so large. So he starts doing that. And then uh, Signal Man arrives in, in Sirender. And then it's Gigi Gokichan versus Sirender. Just for a second. And then RV Robo shows up, and he's about to start the right, fight. Right, because Sirender and... is losing to uh, Gigi Gokuchan. He cannot oh, yeah. handle the dance power. So Zanet just calls up to them and says, Listen, this is not going to stop until I get some alone time with my dear and dearest Red Racer. And Red Racer's like, This is not going to happen. And everyone's like, Dude, maybe you should just go. Right. Like, this seems like it might be an easy out. Just go check it out. And he's like, all right, fine. I'll go. I'll go. So he hops down. So he jumps down. And Zanet is like, cool. My magic spell worked. Finally got some alone time with my honey. And he's like, that's not. No, I just came because there's a giant monster. And she's like, well, yeah, but you are here, though. So magic. So they're, they're, they're talking now. And she's like, listen, um, I just want you to know how I feel. I uh, here is this here is a gift. He opens it up. It is the heart that says heartthrob. She's like, I want. Oh my gosh! Like, I'm I'm dying. I'm dying watching. This. Yeah, and like the the woman who plays Zanette is playing this like really straight. Like there is genuine emotion here. She's like, I love you. Oh yeah. I want you to be my boyfriend. And like you can come hang out with me all the time. We can. I can give you a, the full tour of Barbarian. Like, dude, if you guys need some help doing some fights, I got, like, tons of Wumpers just sitting around doing nothing. I can send them down. They can be your minions. This is... Okay, so this is so amazing because, A, like, before this, Zonet has always been, like, you know, like a full-on villain. But she is approaching... Like, she... As you say, like, she's playing it totally straight. And, and seemingly completely in earnest. Yeah, totally right? sincere. Like, she does not understand... Like, she doesn't understand the dynamic of this at all. Right, I mean, she's only just learned about the concept of love, Dave. Right, but, like, she just... She's like, oh, like, I like Red Racer. We should be together. It's, like... And the actress does a really good job. Like, it's really sweet. Yeah, she says, like, listen, I'll, you know, whatever you want. Like, I'll... Like, I am willing to, like, sort of... Like, however you, whatever you need from me to make this happen, like, let's do it. I'm on board. Yeah. Kyosuke is completely overwhelmed by this. He is, again, like, when, I think, had it, had it been a trap, he would have been fine. What he was not prepared for is, like, an earnest protestation of, like, sweet and innocent love from this sexy space monster. Right, so... 
he says, oh, um, hey, could you please, for a moment, just close your eyes? And so she does. She's a little, she's like, I don't quite get it, but okay. And then we hear her, what she's thinking, and she said, and he says, is he going to kiss me? And that part is like, oh, okay, that's sweet. And then she says, am I ready? And I, I like, legit about lost it. Like, yeah, like, it's, it is so, like, sweet and sincere so, and pure. It is. It's this fantastic moment. So he, she opens her eyes after a moment and Red Racer is gone. And I was like, Kyosuke, you cad. Like, you cad and heal. How could you? Like, down with Car Rangers. Bozo forever. Like, you guys can go suck a lemon. But he appears as Kyosuke. So it's like, okay, I got it. And he, but he's clearly very nervous. Like, he's not sure what to, you know, he's kind of trying to figure this out. And he's got the heart. And he's hiding it from her. I think, you know, like, he doesn't want her to, to know that he has it. And he says, listen, Red Racer is really, because she identifies him. She's like, you're the civilian from before, but does not put it together, of course. And she says, and he says, listen, Red Racer is really shy. He can't be your boyfriend. And then Zanette's like, well, did he say why? And he says, he just, he says, you guys are living in two different worlds. And you just, this, it can't work. He's very sorry. And so he turns to go away. And the heart kind of disappears into motes of light. And flies, flies back to Zanette and then disappears around her. And she has like turned away and is leaning against this lamppost. And she's crying and she says, am I crying? And the answer is, am I crying, Zanette? <laughs> a little. Yeah, like she... In my... Not literally, right. but I kind of... I, like yeah, she's so... Yes, you she's are. So you and every other feeling... Right. Every other human being on the planet with a heart is crying, Zanette. We all are. And, and Kioski sees this, and you can tell that he is like deeply affected He's like, I have made the wrong choice. I have done a very bad thing. This is terrible. So he like runs around the corner, henshins, and starts like slow mo, like running through the airport. It's on an airport. Dave, I was like, just going to say that. Yeah. So he slow mo airport and you, runs back. You up. get this like internal monologue of him. He's like, you know what? It's cool. We can maybe we can start as friends, and then you know wherever it goes, it's gonna go there. Like this could we could do this. This could yeah. work. But Zanette is already yeah. gone. And now she is a woman spurned, uh, and she's just like you jerk, idiot, moron, stupid red racer. Like I hate you. I never cared about you but, at like, all. Even- Right, like, even in this, there is a sort of, like, really sweet purity to her. Because she just, like, has no concept as to, like, how to deal with these emotions. Right. And she's like, Gigi Gokichan, like, destroy everything. Destroy the whole planet. I never want to see Red Racer again. Uh, and then she, like, goes back to, to Barbarian. Um, then they kill Gokichan. Oh, okay, they don't actually. They Oh, that's right, he doesn't he doesn't die. They beat him in the they fight. They beat him in the fight. What happens is they don't get a chance to hit him with the their finishing moves. He's doing some crazy dance moves, but he overloads the boom box that has been built into his chest. And like the tape that is in it, like like the Hey, if you've never used a cassette tape, 
Uh, it has like physical tape inside oh, of it. Yeah, holy crap! And if that tape gets jammed up, like it gets, it totally ruins everything. And you need to like pull the whole thing out and like gently try to like recoil it all, rewind it uh, back all together, and hope that you have not like bent it in such a way that it has ruined the recording on it. That is what happens here: is the tape gets all jammed up and like kind of explodes out of his chest. And he, not only does he lose his giant size, he also loses his, like, person size. It just goes back to being, like, a, a cockroach about the size of a, like, a football, I guess. Or a small loaf yeah. of bread. And then she, like, he lands back in Zanet's car and she flies back to Barbarian, cursing the name of Red Racer. Yeah. I, uh, I've got a sense, Matt. I have a feeling. I have a prediction. I think this is not the end of this, of this story arc. of of the the love story arc or of Gigi Kokichan. Because yeah. frankly, no, I hope it's love, not well, the end of either both, of them. Actually, no, I think probably both. So uh, the last scene is Kyosuke at the pier, and he's sort of looking out into the water, and he's like, "I, oh man, I really boofed this one. This is not great." Uh, this was not a all, great day for old Kyosuke. <laughs> Yeah, and then the other rangers find him, and they're like, hey, Kyosuke, you need to clean up that love spell. And then we get a shot of RV Robo, who has acquired a RV Robo-sized mop, which I love. And then Kyosuke is sort of conveniently continues to be lost in thought, right. so he like, does not have to deal at with. At the end, you, like, after a few moments, it definitely has the feeling that he is purposely staring out into the distance and brooding to not hear them tell him that he has to clean up a building. It's wonderful. And this episode yeah, was wonderful, um, Dave. But sadly, it's over. It is over, but not the end of our episode, man. No, Dave, because first, before we go anywhere, we need to determine where Gigi Gokachan lands in the Creature Royale. Now, I am willing to put him on the list now with the understanding that he might come back later and we may have to reposition him. I'm, I'm completely okay but, with But that, we've yeah. now gotten a couple of episodes with him, and so I feel like we can really start finding a place for him. So, man, I'm thinking definitely top 50 because, like, uh, number 49 is Light Armadillo and 50 is Enra Enra, the pollution, the pollution monster. Uh, and honestly, if we jump up even to spot number 40, 40 is Meteor Bem. And I I take this dude more than Meteor Bem. I like him a lot, Dave. Because, he, okay, here's what I love about uh, Gigi Gokichan is that it's he's not just Gigi Gokichan, right? Like he's the cockroach from that first episode when they're testing how Imoyokan works. He's in the next episode again. Um you know, like he shows up in the background. He's the janitor at the BB saloon. And in this episode he finally gets imbued with super dance powers and like it gets to become like a real part of the gang. And like goes down to earth in his helping right. Zanet, but like is also not super he invested gets, like, he's in like destruction. Part of the crew now, yeah, he gets his own name. Like there's, he has a whole sort of arc. Yeah, uh, I do. I dig him a lot, and I dig his. I mean, cockroach and dance powers is sort of a weird mashup, but whatever. Uh, I dig his powers. I love the idea of a dude who dances so hard that he causes earthquakes. That's pretty it's amazing. Pretty great. So, I, I like him better than Meteor Bem, uh, and then, now, once we're we're past that, I think we, we get into tougher sp- space. 
Um, do you guys remember into like Evil Mastermind Genius Kuroda, Iron Mask Churyu, the Lipstick Song Stress? Well, okay, Dave. I mean, here's um, here's an easy one because it's fresh on the mind. Um, Ila Quinta. Gosh, that's tough. I think I gotta he's, give he's it at to number thirty-eight, and we just had him last yeah. week. He was like a a super powered motorcycle dude who lives beyond the speed force. Like, oh man, this I just feel like you're splitting hairs on awesomeness here. Okay, um, do so. Do we? I mean, just tell me. Do you like a giant dancing cockroach who has a boombox in his chest who can dance the world to pieces? Or do you like a superhero slash villain, depending on who has control of him, like a like a speed force motorcycle genie? Man, okay, I love both of those things. Uh, on on edge, on a knife's edge, I think I've got to give it to Jujigoki Chan, um, because of his longevity, and I like that he's got like a definable arc from like bar cockroach to full fledged monster. Okay. Um, I, I dig that. So right, right above Ilakinta, because if it's a, if it's close, then we we're probably not going too far higher. Right above that, no, is, I don't think we are going to go too too much uh, higher. I don't think. Okay, I don't think he can go go above Iron Mask Churyu. Iron Mask Churyu is like a real strong, like gatekeeper, because he's like Chinese Darth Vader, but in Super Sentai. Like that's that rules. Um, How do you feel about him as compared to Evil Mastermind Genius Kuroda? Okay, again, I think it's a tough one, but I think it's going to come down to the same thing. But on this one, I'm giving it to Evil Mastermind Genius Kuroda. I think just because he's a, he was around, he was around for a really long time. He really felt developed. Um, he he did all this stuff. He was like a really big part of the series. So I think above Elakinta. But below evil mastermind genius Kuroda. Okay, that I think that is a a great a great spot for the humble bar cockroach to have risen to uh, the new number thirty eight on our list. And that Dave, that finally is going to do it for this episode of License to Car Ranger. Before we finish up here, I'd like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. You want to get any updates on future episodes or tell us that you definitely do want to hear us talk about uh, some weird old issues of family or episodes of Family Matters, uh, you can let us know that on twitter.com at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you find the show. That is going to help other people find the show, and that is great. Speaking of places to find the show, Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio, and you can find it and all of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows on RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm And Dave. we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth.